Great. What's up, Literacy Advocates? I have a very special episode of this podcast to record right now. I am here talking with Dr. Raina Friedman. She's a fifth grade teacher at Jordan Jackson Elementary in Mansfield, Massachusetts. She's taught for 21 years, grades three, four, and five. She has a master's in educational tech from Lesley University, and she just got her doctorate. Raina, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me and my fifth grade secret agents. Yes. This is why this podcast is such a special episode is we're not, I'm not just interviewing you. I'm getting to interview class, like your classroom. Um, and yeah. the reason we're doing this episode is because you are one of the teachers that has started a classroom podcast. This is something that I've been mm -hmm. personally a huge advocate for. I think that a lot of classrooms are missing out by not having a classroom podcast. But I don't want to hear myself talk about it. I'd love to talk to you about it, Raina. So tell me um, a little bit about, I, I, I tentatively titled this episode, Why You'd Never Go Back to Not Having a Podcast. What What's your overall uh, thesis oh. there? So uh, the Classroom Podcast was actually one of the best decisions I ever made four years ago. We are actually in our third year of doing a classroom podcast, but about four years ago, the school decided that fifth graders should use a wordly wise vocabulary book, which is your standard, you know, get to know the words, do these exercises repetitively and memorize, you know, your web's depth of knowledge of spitting back the definitions. And I really felt strongly that it was more important for students to show that they could apply the words. And so when I was told that we were getting these workbooks, I asked if I really, if we were really getting them and if not, if it wasn't a, um, I guess, a mandate by the superintendent, don't give me the workbook, save the taxpayer dollars. But lo and behold, that fall, what showed up? The workbooks. So my principal at the had said to me, you know, Raina, you have lots of ideas, but when you want to do something that's kind of out of the norm, just talk to me before doing them. So I called him down to my classroom that August, actually, we met in August, and I took out the workbook and I asked him if the expectation was that my students do this workbook cover to cover, and he said no, that they just had to be able to know how to do some of the exercises for middle school, but they had to learn the words, and I said, great, and he said, where are you going with this, and I simply replied, I want to start a classroom podcast where the students design episodes using the words in the Wordly Wise book. And that's kind of where the idea stemmed from. And it's really evolved over the last three years. And I'd have to say this year, especially during the pandemic, when we started, you know, remotely and then hybrid and then in person in April, we were still able to get this podcast off the ground in October, right? Yeah. I would love to to talk to um, your students about how they uh, how they podcast, how they do the episodes, how they structure them. So, who do I have? You have Tyler and Holly. Tyler, Holly, how's it going? Okay, uh, Holly, I, can I talk to you first? Sure. Okay, sweet. I can. Oh, I can barely hear you. Maybe I'm gonna have her take her mask off. This is one okay. of the things with um, being in school. Yeah. Okay. Holly, uh, so first of all, how old are you? Um, I'm 11. 11 years old. Um, have you ever, before you were in this class, have you ever had a podcast before? No, I wasn't really sure at the beginning of the year what a podcast really was. Nice. So what have you learned about podcasting since you started? 
Um, I learned how to do it and it helped with working with peers and how to cooperate ideas. That's awesome. I'd love to hear about how you structure um, your, your episodes. So are you doing solo episodes or are you doing like group collaborative episodes with other students? Um, usually we have three to five um, people in a group. So we're doing it as a group. So talk me through how an episode gets planned and how it gets executed. So usually first we look at the words and brainstorm ideas of what we might want to do for our podcast. Then we look through our ideas and choose one that the whole group can kind of agree about and is cooperative with. And we write our script first draft and we go back and edit it and when we feel like it's ready to be recorded we get it checked by Dr. Friedman and if it's ready we record. And then what happens to the recording? Um, we I'm not entirely How sure. How much do you know I about think. that part of the process? <laughs> not much. Well, Not so much. the reason okay. she's saying that is we actually have switched how we do it this year, in the middle of the year. Okay. How do you used to do so it? So we how do you were do it now? recording them using an iTouch and voice memos for schools that have access to that device. And my digital learning director and I had a chat one day, and she said, you know, Raina, there are several teachers who are interested in podcasting, but because you do it the way you do, they feel they can't do it. And I said, okay, well, we all have access to Screencastify. Could we yeah. use that and download the audio? And that's exactly what we switched to. So now the students plug in a mic, right, into Screencastify. And they we strip the audio. And then we, does that either of you remember what the platform is that we use? Go ahead, Tyler knows. Uh, we use Anchor. Oh, Actually. yes, I love Anchor. I'm a huge uh, advocate for teachers using Anchor because it, it's incredibly easy to use. And I don't know, Tyler, have you... Have you seen the back end of Anchor much? Like, have you ever like logged into the account or seen how that works? No. This might be the next, or maybe one of the next evolutions for you, Dr. Reyna. Um, it's just like walking your students through how the podcast actually, the episodes actually go up because that, that could be a very, today. oh, awesome, cool. Yes, yeah, what's so nice about it is it's just drag and drop. Yeah, well, even that and the kids are telling me the title instead of me pulling it. And then the kids are coming up with the summary sentence now, instead of me coming up with the summary sentence. I love it. I'd love to hear from Tyler, uh, how you come up with the titles for your episodes and how you come up with the summary sentences. Well, I've only done it one time, but what my group did is we kind of took the, um, well, no, we've, we've done more than one podcast, but we've only um, picked, I think, picked the title and the summary sentence a couple of times, but uh, what I know is um, we kind of think of what our podcast is mainly about, about what idea did we get um, approved, and then we create the summary sentence off what we told or in the podcast. Yeah. How many sentences? Is it just one sentence? Uh, it can be like one to three, I think. Got it. And I'm guessing that becomes the description of the episode. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'd love to hear from each of you your favorite moments in podcasting or your favorite thing about the fact that your classroom has a podcast. 
Um, my favorite moment in podcasting, I would say, is recording because it's just it's just really fun because all of these people have to be very silent and it's your moment to talk and everyone has a moment and I think it's just very powerful to talk all at once instead of everyone talking at once and to actually teach other people about these different topics is what I like to do because some people don't know about different type of stuff yeah I I love the fact that with podcasting the communication channel is your voice. So for me personally, growing up, I have ADHD. So it was very hard for me to sit down and write for long periods of time. I loved the opportunity to make myself, like whenever I would give a speech instead of a written assignment, I would just make myself like really messy notes about the statements that I planned to say. And then I would just glance at my notes as I would deliver the speech. And what I love about podcasting is that it gives students the opportunity to show their knowledge in that way because there are students and i don't know if you're like this tyler but there are students that would rather show their knowledge demonstrating it by speaking than by writing yeah i would say i'm like that because with writing it's um people will know that you wrote it but they won't actually hear you talking about it so with podcasting they can hear you and hear that you're actually meaning what you're writing and saying yeah um, let me hear from Holly. So Holly, what's your favorite thing about having a classroom podcast and um, maybe like a, a moment in podcasting that you like, maybe a memory or so, something something that you've recently done with the podcast that you're really proud of? So I think my favorite thing about having a classroom podcast is just not really doing it in the workbook and like doing something different because in my opinion, I don't really like doing work book work it just kind of bores me and I really and sometimes it's just hard to pay attention but with something like memorable like a podcast you'll actually learn how to use the words not just put them on a piece of paper and then forget about them in like three days yeah yeah um Dr. Friedman um what would you say to teachers that like this all sounds so exciting but the idea of trying to figure out and go through all the process of figuring out how to do a podcast sounds really daunting. You know, it is. And I highly suggest don't doing what I don't do not do what I did the first year where I had all the kids make like short two minute episodes and then line up at my desk and have them go one at a time. That was such an epic failure, right? It was so much better when we broke into groups and kids sort of had their own ability to record with their small group. Um, You definitely have to have time. I actually learned in the pandemic doing a Google slide deck template for them was much easier. So we have one shared class slide deck that has um, six groups work all in it with identical directions for each group and everything's organized there. So Holly was telling you about the brainstorm list that's in there they have to identify the 16 vocabulary words they're going to use that's where they type those then we every um, episode has a uniform intro and ending yeah so that's in there and then the kids have blank slides to actually write their script out and we do it twice a week for 40 minutes instead of a traditional writing block yeah 
That's awesome. And um, it is manageable. You just have to let go of your traditional writing because this is, you know, you could get expository, you could get narrative, and you could get persuasive within your podcast writing. So you're still hitting the writing standards and the speaking and listening standards and like the mechanic, the grammar standards. Yeah. Because there are some teachers who might have want to have the script also be present with the podcast for those people that can't hear but want to read it. So then it becomes accessible. I agree. Um, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, Dr. Friedman, but would That's you be okay. willing to let me see some of the material that you just talked about, like the the, the standard stuff that you have your students sort of follow and let me make a blog post oh, the, about a blank it? Slide. Yes, I yeah. can send you the template we use. Okay, awesome. So I actually have, if anybody's listening to this and they're and they're wanting to try this, on the literacyadvocate.com, if you type in the search classroom podcast, I have an article on how to get started doing a classroom podcast, but I would love to take your expertise, uh, Dr. Friedman, and just infuse that article with, with the stuff that you've been doing. Yeah, I mean, we've used, you know, note cards to storyboard in the past and sketch noting and, you know, good teaching is good teaching. I just found that especially when some kids were home and some kids were here and then when we were all here, it was just so much easier to have that uniform slide deck so they knew where to how to start and how to finish and then fill in the rest. And we're actually at the point in the year now where they don't even have to go through the workbook exercises to get to know the words. They actually look at the words, look at the definitions and then say, all right, like what, what do these all have in common? And it's been so interesting because even the last and the words are all identical that the kids have to choose from. They all have the same 30 words that I'm asking to pick 16 out of each time we do it. And we had people doing the weather, people doing one on how to plan a party, people doing one on what they think about space. Yeah. So it's been interesting how the topics have evolved based on the words that they're using. I love it. Awesome. This has been so cool. This has been an awesome conversation. Dr. Friedman, how can listeners connect with you? Um, I'm on Twitter at R-L-F-R-E-E-D-M and always happy to connect with other like-minded educators there looking to increase student voice and engagement in their classroom. Thank you so much to you and thank you so much to your students. Students, thank you so much for being on this podcast with me.